0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Rob Mana Show. We've got a great uh, interview this week. Uh, I look forward to presenting it to you all. You will be very interested because you know what? Fifth generation warfare has arrived and it's time to wake up, America. 5G warfare is an attempt to accomplish strategic objectives through the use of propaganda and information attack vectors instead of direct military confrontation. According to Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stanton Corp., The battlefield will be something strange like cyberspace or the Cleveland Water Supply or Wall Street's banking systems or YouTube. The mission will be instilling fear and it will succeed and has. COVID propaganda as an example has played a major role in bringing fifth generation warfare into the light. Chinese Communist Party military leaders have written about it under the title Unrestricted Warfare and the CCP is seen by many military professionals as the mastermind behind the multi-pronged fifth-generational warfare we are now experiencing. My guest today, Dr. Mark Sherwood, was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma and raised in nearby Berry Hill. His time was spent in law enforcement and at the Functional Medical Institute helping thousands of patients. He and his wife, Michelle, together form a partnership of principal leadership. Together they've successfully treated 10,000 COVID patients resulting in zero deaths. He's a former Oklahoma state and regional bodybuilding champion, ex-professional baseball player, and as I said, a 24-year retired veteran of the Tulsa Police Department where he logged a decade of courageous service on the department's SWAT team. Dr. Sherwood knows the continuing damage caused to the public health from the censorship and blatant ignoring of health data and trends. Dr. Sherwood, welcome to the ROG Baina Show, sir.
1: Hey, Colonel, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this. I'm honored to be with you, and I appreciate what you do. And by the way, I want to tell you personally, thank you for your service to our country. Well, thank you, uh, sir,
0: and thank you for joining us. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege to get somebody uh, of your accomplishment and your dedication and loyalty uh, to the people uh, you know, of the United States uh, on to talk as a guest. Uh, I don't get that all the time, but I look for it. Uh, and I really appreciate you giving us some time today. Well, let's start with the first big question from your perspective, uh, because because you, you're you're an interesting case. And, and when I read about you uh, and this this your thoughts on fifth generation warfare, I, I wanted to get somebody in that that isn't like me. You know, I'm a 30 something year military guy, so I study this stuff uh, and uh, have read that book. I've had General Robert Spalding on, who who wrote a book about the Chinese. Uh, People's Liberation Army colonels that wrote Unrestricted Warfare. So from your perspective, what is fifth generational warfare and how are we
1: seeing it today? Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, probably a slightly different, but also congruent perspective as well. Um, One of the things I like to say about fifth generation warfare is I think people understand it by us telling someone what it's not, you know, back in the day when we were kids i mean warfare was you know put up your dukes or put up your fist it was um you know in the military it's it's guns and uh bombs you know that has progressed now where we we have this biological warfare as we all know but fifth generation warfare has really um, nothing to do with physically taking you out. It it wants to mentally take you out, right? It wants to attack the mind. The battlefield is in the mind, and let us understand that the mind is a separate thing from the brain. Uh, The mind is really this um, perception-centric concepts of how we see the world. When we have in the mind the perception of fear, anxiety, and concern, and threat all the time, our body's chemistry goes into a Uh, fight or flight mode, this cortisol, this stress will occur. And we don't think well. We lose our ability to reason. We're more reactive instead of responsive. And if that happens over the course of time, we become very reactive and we become predictably reactive. Now, China, as you say, they tend to be labeled the masters at that. And I do concur to a point. But I will also say that the real controlling thing behind this is two things. It's control and money or control power and money. You might say three, Mm -hmm. the United States leaders in certain areas like big medicine and like big pharma, they also know how to do it. And they've done that for the last 50 to 75 years by advertising on the airways to big pharma drugs, right? To kids Mm -hmm. by subsidizing big food that actually creates illness getting us so locked into a dependency on a system that set us up for where we are right now so all this has been a precursor to where we are and COVID was used to the perfect scenario i think i think they they did a really nice job with that because they partnered up on this idea that we um as big medicine big pharma big government we know the best Mm -hmm. in other words they were saying to the american people you're stupid you don't know how to care for yourself. We know how to care for you better than you do. So we're going to tell you and show you what you do because you can't do it yourself. And for the good of everybody, listen to us. But that was a whole big explanation to your question. Hopefully that give a little bit of, of color and broadness to the to the concept.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, as uh, a uh, 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 uh in the military us, us war planners uh and uh, commanders when we look at we're trained to do this when we look mm-hmm. at putting a war plan together uh, we're looking at uh at four pillars of power against uh, an enemy in our own that we need to protect the diplomatic informational military and economic power so mm-hmm. the so kinetic military power is really only uh 25 uh, percent or less of what right. Uh, military planners look at from a war perspective, but but the difference is to me uh, is that is that uh, that this is an ongoing thing. You know, uh, if the Chinese have declared they're doing it, and they have, it's the mm-hmm. you know the book uh, has also been written about by its authors in the Global Times, which is the Chinese Communist Party's mouthpiece uh, in the press, uh, and, and just last I think it was May they said openly, we are at war uh, mm-hmm. with the United States. Uh, so, uh, but, but we also have an oath of office that calls us in the military to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I think where I hear you coming from is, is that there is unrestricted warfare going on within our own borders by people that we think
1: are our own people. You're right. And it's so unrestricted that it actually is unlimited. In other words, the effects of it go beyond probably what we can even perceive right now. Mm -hmm. We know the desired outcome, which is to disarm people, to take away their choice and put them into bondage, to put them under a control of whether a totalitarian or Marxist regime. That's the idea. But when you continue to bombard from within and without, people are really under attack. I think. A good way to explain it is this, using the border as just an example. I look at the human body, and I think of the, uh, the mouth as mm-hmm. the open border for the outside world. And if we're not checking what's coming in here into the mouth, we know that just like the border, if you let everything in, it's going to create chaos and pandemonium and inflammation and even disease within. Mm-hmm. And that principle is really true with our country and true with our individual countries slash bodies. And so all this is happening and it's really uh, telling to me that we as the nation and some of our power leaders have offloaded some of their, uh, you know, their manufacturing to China. They've, They've done that as well to bring down the costs so that they tell us that it's cheaper for us. They sold debt to China. I mean, this goes on and on. It's, It's economic, it's with food, it's with our health, et cetera. And it's becoming so profound and so open, Colonel, at this point. um, I get pretty frustrated with people not seeing this. That's why I'm really excited about the opportunity to share today. We need to open our eyes again and begin to think rationally, begin to pause and really analyze what's going on instead of just listening to this or that. Put it all together and pay well, attention because it is controlling us right now.
0: Well, well yeah, I mean uh a uh, uh, a person that I've been on panels with uh, uh Steve Kirsch uh who is active uh in getting the uh the uh, population accurately communicated with about COVID and the vaccines uh and those kind of things. He just said today uh that uh you know, uh, he was duped into taking two mater- Moderna shots uh yep. because uh, the companies lied or withheld known information from bears and other adverse reaction uh, databases throughout the world uh, to get the FDA to approve it. Well, I took two Moderna, Moderna shots too, and six months later, I talked my breast cancer surviving wife into taking it, mm-hmm. and and I feel duped, and I'm really bad, especially uh, considering that I talked her into it, And and I'm very concerned now having seen the facts that we're starting to see and get accurate information on, uh, that, uh, that her cancer may come back uh, or worse, you know? So, so how do we, you know, at the beginning of this, uh, uh, look, I, I was born into a military family. I have, I have yellow, yellow uh, uh, international uh, shot records going all the way back to my birth that my, my mother gave me all mine, and then I was in the military for a long time. So I have all those. Uh, so it's not that I'm against vaccinations, but there's been something that's happened the last 30 to 40 years uh, uh, with that, those programs, uh, uh, but specifically with way, the way this played out with COVID that, you know, even people like me, it, it, I don't consider myself a dumb person or an uninformed person, were duped into yeah. at least taking the first step. Now, I'll never let another one go into my body or my family's body and we did stop our youngest son Mm -hmm. uh, uh, who is in high school from taking the shot but but how do we recognize that have you have you guys uh you know when you're talking uh to groups and everything do you put out uh you know here here are the six things you know i I use six but here are the ten ways you can recognize that institutions you trust uh, and have always trusted are duping you
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and yes, I do put out statistics. One of the main ones I put out is this, and I'll do the same with you just to kind of prove my point. Mm -hmm. Do you believe, Colonel, that the health of the American people over the last 50 years has improved or gotten worse? I think it's declined. Yeah, me too. And militaristically, uh, would you agree with me that the obesity crisis is something that's of a deep concern right now? I believe
0: it is, even though this is my perspective only, yeah. uh, there th- there have been some changes in the, what is classified as obesity, the thresholds right. of the beginning of it that I don't necessarily think w- uh, were the right way to go. But uh, but even given that though, I do believe that is an issue.
1: Yeah, and so what's happened is if you go back and look at general health statistics over the last 50, 60, 70 years, you know, we're talking five, six, seven decades, mm-hmm back then in 1950 the two leading causes of death were heart disease and cancer fast forward to today leading cause of death heart disease and cancer today one in two adults are considered to be insulin resistant and either do or don't know it Hmm. one in three adults are type 2 diabetic and on medications a quarter of adults in america are on some sort of a drug and many of those are on multiple drugs big pharma is about big disease management. By those statistics, we can clearly see that we're not getting better with disease processes. We're actually getting worse. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take a trained scientist to understand that what we've been doing has not been working. You ask specifically about the vaccines. Um, the change happened, and I'm with you. Man, my wife is a trained medical doctor, osteopath, and I'm a trained naturopath, and. Mm -hmm. We have medicines. We understand it. We use them uh, all the time, right? Not our first line, but we do use them appropriately. But vaccines didn't start out bad. They started out with the idea that we're going to figure out how to solve polio. I mean, my God, that's a big one, right? So it's not a negative, but when the liability was transferred from the vaccine companies to the United States government, I believe that was under the Reagan administration Mm -hmm. at that point in time, that created an idea that we have a profit center that is without liability to invest in. And that to me started the massive trend of increased vaccinations, where you went from under five amount for children to and under to now, I don't even know what it is, 40, but the CDC now yeah. has 66 vaccines approved for usage, four for COVID, and there's no end in sight this thing has become such big business that now it's, it's like a, a freight train that's gone out of control. I don't see it stopping, but I do believe in the character of true American people that they have what's in them, the spirit of America, which has great discernment, great wisdom, great awareness of God, and great awareness of constitutional principles. Now, they may not be the vocal majority Mm-hmm. But I believe there's more out there that are seeing this now, and I'm grateful for COVID that allowed us to see and realize that we had been had, so to speak.
0: Yeah, it's really uh, it's really uh, I know for the average citizen that is informed, uh, it is disheartening uh, yes. when they hear uh, organizations like the CDC uh, you know want to put it on the childhood vaccine uh, schedule, mm. uh, and forcing, thank God we have a constitution, uh, and still have some federalism left in I the know, United right? States. I live in a state where the governor just said, uh, no, we're not going to put the COVID next vaccine on, on the childhood vaccination schedule or require it to get in school or anything. Uh, you know, so, so there are, there are some things that we're all much more aware of now, and we can see good things like what I just said with uh, with our governor, and, if, and yes. folks, if your governor hasn't done that, call them. You write them a letter. Get your, get your friends and family to because kids aren't affected by this disease uh, in any significant way whatsoever, whatsoever. And the vaccines are much more dangerous for young people uh, than they are for us older folks, uh, according to the adverse reaction data that we have access to. And I say we have access to, Doc, because, because uh, you know, even the Department of Defense... Re-rigged their DMED data when they found out that when a whistleblower put it out that what they saw, which was the reactions, uh, you know. So we don't really know, uh, other than bears, and bears could be manipulated too. Uh, uh, what what the total in totality of the adverse reactions of this is. So these institutions mm-hmm. are. I mean, it, it's really coming upon us to find out what's going on, be aware of what's happening in the world Uh, uh, with things like our food supply, Mm -hmm. our medicine, you know, at the beginning of COVID uh, is when most of many of us found out that you can't manufacture an antibiotic in the United States anymore. It's got to be done in China because that's where the key ingredients are. It's those kinds of things, you know, that, uh, that make me, uh, uh, You realize that we've got to we've got to get views uh, of uh, educated folks that are paying attention, that have an understanding of the nature of the problem, out to the public, which is one of the reasons why I do this show almost as a hobby, uh, because there's no money involved other than (laughs) other than me putting it out uh, to do it. So 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 where where can we go to find the truth? You know, not everybody can call you on the phone. But where
1: can where can the average person go to find the truth to
0: defeat this propaganda stuff?
1: Well, information's out there, and and people should understand. As a uh, again pretext for giving this answer is that statistical manipulations have been around for a long, long time. Big pharma is a master of that. They use this um, relative risk. Um, versus absolute risk when they're doing their statistical analyses. And so they, they actually have trained doctors based upon relative risk, which is not absolute risk. And I'll use one drug category as an example, like statin drugs, mm-hmm. under the false belief that cholesterol causes heart disease and statin drugs help that. Well, they didn't. What was the number one cause of death, you know, in 1915 and day? It's still the same thing, right? right? And so we're there. But statistical analysis, um, trickery has been around for a long, long time. People need to ask the question, who funded the study and who benefits from the study and who's your peer reviews and are they paid to peer review it? That's normal just thinking processes. You've got to find out true information by asking questions. That's the first thing. If your doctor does not answer questions and at least give you the opportunity to see, I don't call it two sides of the coin. I call it the third side then you got to find a new doctor. You really have to. Mm -hmm. Even a politician, even your governor, even your leadership in um, financial leadership, all of these things matter. And so that's the kind of process and thinking you have to have. I think you can find the truth out there by asking around. And I think the greatest way to share truth is word of mouth. I know there's a lot of media things out here, your show and other show, but it's not mainstream. And it will not be mainstream because who funds that? Well, it's going to be Big Farm, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I always tell people, if you find someone that is healthy, healthy thinking, uh, understanding the five, fifth generation of warfare, um, and you know them, then ask them who they know and really go that direction. And if you find someone like us, I mean, look, what I do and what my wife does is that we try to bless people with truth. And in mm-hmm. our view, truth is what sets people free. Now I can't make people receive truth, but we do give them truth. And in our practice, and we have people we work with all around the, the country and world. Yeah. Uh, we share them truthful principles, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, governmentally. Um, we do that all that financially. and, and we tell people these things, here's where we got the data, and we share that. So using all those principles, you can find truth, but you have to have the wisdom to sort through all the knowledge that's out there to find out where the truth is. And that, that's a challenge, that, but we can do it.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely we can. And you kind of mentioned uh, uh, some of the the consequences uh, to public health, uh, but 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 what's what's been the real damage to all this? Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's got to be bad. You know, I used to be a base commander, uh, and uh, the public health folks worked for me, uh, so I understand. Uh, but not everybody, not everybody, uh, really is paying
1: attention to that kind of stuff on a day-to-day basis. Well, what's really made it bad is is we've got an increased population within our Uh, Population of our great uh, country, these United States, that have forgot how to think. They just Mm -hmm. took someone's word for it. And that is to me the most damaging and even damning part of it all. It's made us make increasing numbers of regretful decisions. You know, we've done things and we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. What happened to me? I mean, you know, I appreciate your honesty a moment ago sharing. Um, a decision you made, you feel duped. Right. But yeah. we have that increasing thing. And I, I think that people at this point in time need to not embrace the shame, but embrace the knowledge of that and begin to use that as a catalyst, a propulsion to go on and do better and bigger things. Right. So You're right. the most damaging thing has been to t- when, back to the beginning, when you take away the critical thinking part of the mind, because we're driven by this propagandized fear we typically don't make good decisions. We don't think them through. And to me, that's been the most damaging thing that we've had. And the consequences therein are just horrific, in my opinion, because we're seeing these now effects of uh, you know, deaths, issues, you know, cancers returning. It, what did we do? We we made huge mistakes. So now it's time to sort of... Um, Circle the wagons, if you will, and figure out what we've learned, and move forward with a grace and dignity and strength that uh, doesn't allow us to be fooled again. So,
0: so you you and your wife are in the medical community, obviously, uh, and and your your clinicians, uh, in layman's terms, uh, you know, I'll put it that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, so when you're when you're uh, 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 talking with your colleagues. Uh, outside of your areas of expertise, uh, I see that the medical professionals have been gravely damaged because I don't trust my doctor anymore. I have a doctor uh, right down the street here. And, and quite frankly, if I ask him a question about the vaccine and the adverse reactions and whether something that's happening to me uh, is could be related to that, uh, he won't even talk about it. Refuses to acknowledge even the question uh, uh, so uh, you know there's been so much damage i mean what are you what are you all hearing uh, it, it, from a from a uh, from a uh, word of mouth perspective in the medical community uh, you know i mean that that, that seems like it's it's uh, to me anyway it's crushing uh, that the it profession can no longer be trusted by us lay people
1: Well, and it's, it's well-deserved, you know, this lack of trust is well-earned because Mm -hmm. just like us as, you know, non-clinician people, let's just think about this for a moment. We've been fooled. Mm
0: -hmm. Clinicians
1: can also get fooled. They can get brainwashed to believe certain things. If you're only exposed to one set or consistently congruent sets of information, even it might not be true, but it becomes the most popular agreed upon belief, which we would define it then as truth. Right. right. So that's kind of how that works. But in our world, my wife and I always have always been kind of different thinkers. And we like I shared with you a moment ago, what we're doing is not working. So we've been doing something different for a whole decade. Right. So mm-hmm. we've kind of been these rebels against it. Um, same as you, uh, some of our colleagues. Um, have you know kind of dismissed us and we've kind of been on an island out here for the last you know 10 years and really specifically last two and and there was a lot it was lonely man for a while because (laughs) i'm trying to get anybody to listen and can't back in march through probably june of 2020 Mm -hmm. right couldn't find anybody um but the ones within that community that have begun to think differently are believing just like us. They're just people. There's pretty smart people, but they're going, Mm -hmm. man, maybe I hadn't been doing this right. And they're stepping out there and they're trying to get away from the system. But in their defense, it's hard because a lot of these young doctors come out, um, Colonel, and they have big debt, Mm -hmm. right? They are promised big salaries. And a lot of the hiring institutions um, are hiring them promised and paying back their debt. And in medical school, it's funded by big pharma so the the trickery is they're taught to prescribe drugs not to get people off of drugs or avoid prescribing drugs searching for root causes of disease processes and so they're stuck so what do you do you got a big house you've got a wife you got four kids (laughs) what are you going to do so there is a struggle there of trying to get out of that so i have a, a sense of sympathy for them in one hand and on the other hand, I can tell you there's not enough of them stepping out. My wife and I are still out here um, pretty much fighting this battle. But uh, we're not alone. They're out there. It's just not as me as I would like.
0: Yeah. You know, when I think of the medical prof- profession, the phrase uh, first do no harm. Yeah. Uh, 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 that's what I think of. And I know all these people are very bright people. They're much smarter from an academic perspective than I am. I don't think I could make it through medical school. Uh, or I probably would've tried, you know? Uh, so, but I, and I know they're database decision makers like I am though, military officers and commanders. That's what we teach. We learn it all our lives. You know, yeah. we make the first decision based on the best data we have available. And then we continue to refine that data as we get more and more information. And sometimes we have to change the decision. That's the way it works, you know, in a human endeavor like warfare. Uh, yeah. You know so that's what i'm saying is i'm not seeing that in a in a large portion of the community there are some yeah uh that that are looking at the data and going wait a minute something's not right here uh but why is it i mean i would think the medical doctors uh and nurse practitioners with the vast education they have uh, would be all over the data that we're seeing today
1: well education has never equated to common sense. We know that. Um, And unfortunately, you can become so smart for your own, it disturbs your ability to have common sense because one of the worst things in life. Watch the rest of this interview on Red Voice Media Premium using the link below. Completely uncensored and ad-free. Not a member
0: yet? Try it for $1.